0: On Wednesday night in our study, we're getting to hear some really great God moments, really great God moments, how, how people are transitioning from, from him being this God that's far away to being Abba Father, my dad, and and, and how people are learning that you can go on a walk without your iPod. And listen to God. It's really cool. Most days at lunch, I try to walk around the outside of the property a few times, you know, to get some exercise. Because, well, it's obvious I haven't missed many meals. But you can laugh, it's okay. But I finally started doing it without listening to music and just trying to listen to God. And you know what's exciting? He shows up. He shows up. All you got to do is say. How are we doing today, God? But you know what really disturbs me when people are starting to talk to God? Is before we remember to thank him for the great things he's done. We whine about what we want. Huh? We say, oh, well, you have to fix the corn on my foot. Well, he will. But how about thanking him for the great things? got up this morning, opened my eyes. I can see. Thank you, Lord. I can see. I can breathe. We can walk. We can talk. And he gave all that to us. So why don't we start our prayers by thanking him? Because if you get through all the thank yous, you ain't got time for the I wants. You just thank him. You just thank him. But God speaks to us through prayer. If we let him, if we let him, Uh, you know, this is the fifth time I've been through experiencing God study. And every time I learn something new now, it doesn't mean I'm that dense. Uh, I tell, I tell our group, I may not be the sharpest crayon in the box, but I am in the box, you know, But it's just great. It's just a great study. I hope you have your Bibles with you today. And if you do, would you go ahead and open them to the 14th chapter uh, of the book of John. 14th chapter, the book of John. We have Jesus speaking to us here. And I love what he's got to say. And hopefully by the time I'm done, you'll get it in the context I want to bring it out. Now, if I start speaking at too rapid a clip, you will just kind of, you know, wave your hand and I'll remember you're not waving at me. You know, otherwise I'll just go, hey, how you doing? John 14 verses 10 through 14 is what I want to read through you to you if I can. I'm reading for the New King James Version. Jesus says, do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, your first thought might be he's getting ready to preach to name it, claim it. And you're wrong. I'm not preaching name it, claim it. You know, some ministries, they say, if you just name it and in the name of Jesus, he'll give it to you. We got some Jesus moment. Well, I'm not that kind of preacher. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. But we find Jesus speaking of prayer here. He's speaking of prayer within the context of his walk with the Father. His walk with the Father. Now, we've already seen and you've been hearing the series of messages going on that Jesus' walk with the Father was prioritizing his love relationship with the Father. I like Mark chapter 1, verse 35. I apologize there's some of the scripture stuff didn't make it into the outline because this stuff came to me after I gave it to poor Kim. So it's not that she forgot to get it in. It's just he didn't give it to me till then. Or I didn't shut up long enough to hear it. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Out of the NIV, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Isn't that a great concept? In the morning, he gets up, and he leaves and goes to a solitary place to commune with his father. There's no better time than the time you spend with the Father. We get busy in our lives, don't we? Huh? How many of you got a calendar on your phone that's got stuff in it? Yeah, I I do. It's mine's loaded. Every time I turn off, turn around, an alarm's going off. It's like, what am I supposed to be doing now? Oh no, another committee meeting. Man, I have a lot of those. But but Jesus, Jesus knew as a result uh, that that the Father that. He, let me back up. He knew what the Father was doing in the world around him and what the Father was calling him to do in cooperation with him. John chapter 5, verse 19, out of the message, it says, I'm telling you this straight. I just love how that is. I'm telling you this straight. The Son can't independently do a thing. Only what he sees the Father doing what the Father does, the Son does. The Father loves the Son and includes Him in everything He is doing. See, Jesus is telling us here that He expects those who believe in Him to walk as He walked. Let me share with you. Um, God has going to empower you to do everything that He wants you to do if you just let Him. If you just let Him, you can do everything He wants you to do. Now, I'll be honest with you. When... Uh, when he, when he first called me to preach I was scared to death and I still get scared every time I have to but Philippians 4.13 says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength all things it doesn't say some things it says all things As far as I know, that's in all your Bibles too. I haven't looked, but I'm pretty sure. You know, unless you got one of them weird ones. You know. But he said, he said that as we did what he was doing, as we communed with the Father, as we prayed and walking with him, we would do even greater things. And he gave us two reasons for that. The first reason is his presence. With the Father. What's in verse 12? You see, anything that we do of value in the kingdom is by virtue of the victory won by Christ through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Anything we do of value. And the second reason is the privilege of prayer. The privilege of prayer. I think it's rather interesting in those verses that Jesus repeats himself. I think it's probably because he knew we'd have a hard time believing what he said. I, I believe this is a parenting lesson right here. All of you that are parents currently have already been through it because when Jesus said something once, we should pay attention. When he repeats himself, we need to take note. Same parenting, you know, When you say something to your kids the first time, they don't listen. Do they? The other had to listen? Mine didn't. I've been telling four or five times. And then they got it. Except when I got a text from one the other day, he's he has three teenagers in the house now. I thought, Man, God is good. God is good. Three teenagers at once in the house. Now, does that sound like a definite, a new definition of insanity? Three teenagers in the house. He sends me a text. He said, Dad, he said, <laughs> he said, my oldest son, he wants to go away for a weekend with some friends. I said, hmm, that's nice. About a half an hour later, I get another text. He goes, well, what should I do? I sent back another text. I said, I don't know. Let me know how it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so great when the shoe's on the other foot, you know? Because I know that he had asked me the very same request when he was a teenager. And if he thinks hard enough, he will hear loud and clear in his ears, no. (laughs) Let me repeat it. No. But somehow they block it out. So when Jesus says something once, we need to listen. When he says it twice, we better take note. See, he tells us through prayer that we can walk in the victory that he won for us as we're led to walk as he did in cooperation with the Father. Now I want to hopefully give you just four points that about what Jesus is telling us about prayer and, and apply it to knowing and doing the will of God. I get a lot of people that come up and ask the question, how do I know God's will? I said, well, it's usually somewhere between the index and the maps. You know, just start reading there and you'll find it. Well, hopefully I broke it down to four points. You'll get a little closer today. But we need to know and do the will of God. So here here, here you go. You ready? I'm going to try to keep it down. First is the measure of our praying. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. See when it comes to prayer, no request is out of line, provided that we desire God's will above all else. 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 from the amplified it reads and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, which is in agreement with his own plan, he listens to us and hears us. And if we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with absolute knowledge that we have the requests made of him. And then Psalm 34, 7 tells us that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. In other words, he will give us desires that are consistent with his will. If we delight ourselves in the Lord. I got to thinking about that earlier today. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, what does that mean? I got to thinking, you know what? I I think it means something different to each one of us. That's a wonderful part of Scripture is it brings to us what we need when we need it. You ever read a verse... And then sometime later read it again and and you went, wow, when did they put that in there? It happens to me all the time, you know. I read it and look for it. Well, it's delighting in the Lord. I thought, what is delighting in the Lord? I tell you what it is to me. Delighting in the Lord is knowing that what I am doing and what he wants me to be doing are the same thing. I don't know if you can say that in your life or not. And if not, you know, that's up. That's between you and him, not between you and me. But that's my delight is knowing that what I am doing and what he wants me to be doing are the same thing. (laughs) See, when Jesus says, Whatever. He does so within the context of our cooperating with the father, walking in a love relationship with the father. John chapter 15, verse seven from the message says, if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. The whatever results in an intimate walk with God. You see, prayer is not rubbing a magic lamp or pushing the right buttons. It, prayer is a means of relating to our Heavenly Father. The person that I'm trying to change how I begin my prayers from Heavenly Father to Abba Father. I'm not saying that you need to do that because I don't know where you're at in your walk. But I need to do that because I want to relate to him closer as being my dad. Being that person that will be there for me every step of the way and everything that I do and say that he's there. He's my dad because my dad's with him. A lot of you are in the same boat. Your parents are already there. But he's still here. And to me, he's Abba Father. He's Abba Father. You see, prayer, prayer does not change God. Prayer changes us. Prayer changes us. As we go to Him in prayer, God conforms our will to His will so that we might pray as He directs and walk as He directs. Romans 8.27 says, The Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. In Hebrews 7:25. therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. I found this quote about that and I thought it was great. It said, the highest motives possible from the highest beings possible are constantly reaching on our behalf the highest throne possible. Our cooperation with God begins with prayer. Hi, right, number two, number two, the means of our praying. We're praying in my name. Jesus said to pray in my name, literally presenting all that I am. You see, we need to realize that God is all we need. We get so dependent. Okay, I'm not now. You know, when you, one of these goes out, three come back me. I get so dependent on my job or so dependent on my family or so dependent on things outside of God that I forget. He's all I need. I don't know about some of you, but there was a time in my life that he was all I had. And you know when he's all you have, it's then really easy to realize he's all you need. And he's always there. He never changes address. He's always there. See, the point is really not how strong we are, but how strong God is. God can take on many forms in our needs and many, many, many activities if you will but what I wanted to do if I could is just list you a few names that talk about the character of God so you can find one and latch on to now many of you you guys all know all these Hebrew names and you probably already filled in all the blanks and y'all just sit there and listen and I'll get through it okay uh, but but anyway because I, I want us to look at these uh, very closely the first one is Elohim Elohim it means God And it talks about his majesty and and his creative power. Elohim. One of my favorites, Adonai. Adonai means Lord. And of course, that talks about his sovereignty and, and his authority. We have to make him Lord of our life. El Shaddai. El Shaddai, God Almighty. He's talking about his might and his sufficiency. One we're all very familiar with Jehovah. Literally means I am. Talks about his unchanging faithfulness. And, and then the various forms of Jehovah Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord, our provider. The Lord, our provider. Jehovah Rofi. The Lord, our healer. Some of us kind of need him right now. Jehovah Nissi. The Lord, our banner. The Lord, our banner. Jehovah M. Kadesh. The Lord who sanctifies. Sanctification. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. There's a lot of things in our life I think we kind of need a little peace on right now. And we just need to ask Jehovah Shalom to take care of that. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. The Lord our shepherd. Remember my illustration of the sheep. Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord, our righteousness, the Lord, our righteousness and Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is there, the Lord who is there. You see, you can latch on to any one of these when you need it and speak to him directly as who he is. We all know that he's God almighty. We all know that He's Lord. But sometimes we just need a healer. Sometimes we just need a provider. I need all of these regular. Okay, number three. The might of our praying. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. See, prayer sets the power of God in motion. As we think, as we think of knowing and doing the will of God, we find that as we adjust to what God reveals to us through His Word and through prayer, that His power works through through us and in us. Verse ten tells us that, and of course, Philippians four thirteen. When we ask Him, He begins to work that power through us and for us and in us. You know, a number of folks in here have been on short-term mission trips or I even heard something some of our seniors that went on that cruise this last week because we were praying for them the whole time. I mean, you know, cruises haven't been doing so good lately. You know. But I got I told them that they felt they felt the power of prayer around them. That is such a great thing. they have ever been on a short-term mission trip, you know when prayers are going up for you. You know it. You know, I got, the, I got the opportunity one time to actually go to a seminar at First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. That's a humongous church, okay? A humongous church. Well, for United States standards. And they have this platform that's probably about um, three or four foot higher than the than the front rows. Well... The pastor there at the time was asked, Why is it no matter who, no matter who is in the pulpit at First Baptist Church, the message is mighty? He didn't answer him. He just said, Come with me. And he took him around the back, and they went down. And underneath that platform is a prayer room. You see, during the services, There's a group of people that are in that prayer room praying for whomever is in the pulpit. He said, how can you not preach mightily when there's prayers going up past you? I thought that's incredible. That's incredible. They're all praying and setting the power of God in motion. I'm very convinced that one of the reasons many people to continue in unbelief is that they see nothing to convince them that God's power is truly at work in the lives of His people. What they need to see and what they must desire is that we walk in God's will and cooperate with Him. Because when we do, His power and glory will be displayed found this quote by Pastor David Cho. Uh, he's from the uh, Yodo Full Gospel Church. It's a little bitty church. has 800,000 members. Wow. That's a lot of people. This is a quote. He said, when we experience the biblical dynamic of prayer in our lives, we will then experience the refreshing and power of God in ways we never imagined. One of my favorite songs is, 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 is I Can Only Imagine. I can only imagine what God can do when we completely let him have our lives and we surrender to him totally and say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Put me where you want me to be. Put me in front of whom you want me to be. Allow me to minister where you want. I can only imagine Our desire should be that we walk with God in such a way that he alone can get the credit for what we do. But for that to happen, there's always a but, isn't there? But for that to happen, we must be willing to set aside our selfish desires. Remember what I said earlier? Prayer doesn't change God. It changes us. Another quote by Pastor Cho. As we pray, there is a purpose. That God may be known and worshipped in the world. But when we pray, the Holy Spirit also works on the one praying. One of the ways he works is by breaking us. Over the past several years, I have learned that God cannot use a person who is not broken and completely surrendered to him. Are you broken for God? Has he gotten all the way inside and Broke you down? Or is pride still in the way? Number four. The motive of our praying. So that the son may bring glory to the father. Unless God's glory is valued above all. God's power will not be seen at all. Unless God's glory is valued above all, God's power will not be seen at all. You see, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. John chapter 12, verse 3. We're told of of Mary coming into the room. And in her desire to bring glory to the master. It resulted in the house being filled with the fragrance of perfume. The house being filled with the fragrance of perfume. Here's my challenge to you. Today. This morning. Let's fill this house. With the fragrance of devotion to the glory of God that is willing to cause us to set aside our pride, our glory in an effort to see to it that only God receives the glory. Don't you want to be a sweet smelling aroma for the father? You don't have to say yes, no, raise your hand. That's just a rhetorical question. But I do want to challenge you. Let's be a a fragrance. Let this house fill with the fragrance of the glory of God this morning. That all we do, all we say, and all we are is because of him. It's because of him. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for giving us the the light of day. We thank you for giving us a room that has a movement of air. We thank you for the lights and the sound and people to run them. And Father, we just thank you for loving us in a way that only, only you could do. And I pray right now for your will. Father, I pray for your will in each individual that is hearing my voice right now, that their desire is your desire. And their only thought is to please you and that everything they do will bring glory to you. Father, I don't know. I don't know your people's hearts today, but you do. And I just pray, Father, that they will not leave the house without you. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.